Welcome to the latest episode of the Claim the Throne Blodgecast, in, unless you are listening later on and it's not the latest one anymore. As always, I'm Cabba and I'm with someone else. How are you today, Ashley? Hello Cabba, I'm very good. What do you reckon uh, of that intro? Totally fucked. No man, it's actually one of the better intros to be honest. Yeah right, probably because I'm not evenly drunk for a change. Oh, I know, you were pretty <laughs> trashed right on the weekend. I feel like all of the drunkest podcasts just happen to require extra editing from you and they never actually get released. Probably a way of you saying, yeah, that's not quite going to work, Cabba. I tell <laughs> Ash as he pours a beer directly into his Skype camera. I made this beer. That is porter as fuck. What bottle is that? That's a Sierra Nevada bottle. Oh, uh, okay. Pretty oh, I'm in there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Hmm. Like, you'd think you would do that before the podcast starts. Have a big sip <laughs> and applaud yourself. <laughs> What's in the recipe there? Ah, uh, shit, dude. I can't remember, but if I open my Beersmith app, I'll be able to tell you. I don't know which one it is. It's either a stout or a porter. Okay. Probably a solid 9%. If it is, actually, I reckon it's probably a Baltic porter that I made. This is for Smitty only. It's got Munich malt, Vienna malt, brown malt. Black Malt, Magnum Hops, Sars Hops, and Safale American. Yeah, it is definitely a porter that I'm drinking. Wow. Can you translate that to English for the rest of us? Pretty much uh, barley, hops, and water with some yeast in the end. There you go. Homebrew, mate. Nice work, man. Yeah. And you got tons of those, eh? No, no, because I do like... Well, I do. I've three times put on brews or maybe five or six, but... It's like five litres at a time or four and a mm-hmm. half once you get rid of all the sort of shit on the bottom of it. <laughs> so, yeah, just getting it good. The first couple were pretty dog shit. The mm-hmm. second couple were not too bad. And then these latest ones, man, I'll tell you what, pretty happy about drinking this right now. Looks bloody nice. Mm. I've got this drink here that I made myself. It's got um, one teaspoon of instant coffee, a uh, tablespoon of milk and topped up with boiling water. Oh, cool. It's called any, a cababrew. Any cream in it? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, speaking of DIYing, I just received mm. this in the mail today. Mail order bride. Oh, what's what is that? A microphone. Oh, sick! A Dr. Alien Smith model. Dirt mic. O one. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I was just messing around with it just before you called. Yep. I was going to record the podge with it, but it is quite distorted, hence the dirt mic. It is a distortion Mm -hmm. mic. Real cool, man. Sick. Yeah. So, supporting local business and friends and... um, Where can people buy them if they want one? Uh, He's got a reverb page going. Yep. Oh, that's right. I think you remind me that every episode. Yeah. So, on the Dr. Alien Smith Studio and Music Devices reverb page. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Um, I will tell you this, that I bought this when I was drunk on Tim's couch and did not get the clip or the mount with it. And he since told me, you should have got the fucking mount, you uh, dummy. So yeah, and as soon as it actually came in the mail, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally need it. But he's a good why, fellow. Why bother selling it without it now? Well, no, there is a bundle, but I okay. was just on my app and it popped up. So I just bought it without even reading the fucking fine print of course yep um so yeah 
but he's yeah he let me know that and sussed me out with one because he's a fucking legend sick we catching um, up with them so much so know what i would love to sort of put that on a kit as a main mic and also use his sub kick which is the other specialty mic he's got and that's just all low end from like a kick drum yep. and then see what a drum kit sounds like with only those two things mm-hmm. so the idea would be to get together for a podcast meet with al in a room have him sort of create a promo either video and audio or just audio of um yeah just bringing a kit down miking up the kit doing a few interesting things he can use it as marketing and we can just sort of ask him what the hell he's doing while he's doing it and yeah hear hear what this stuff sounds like it's yeah it's pretty interesting and i'm getting more and more outside of the box the more and more i record and these little kooky things i think are pretty awesome so yeah keen to dive in and just pick his brain like it's a pretty awesome thing to essentially start up an equipment company from scratch so yep absolutely yeah. do you want to jam with it on the weekend yeah <laughs> uh could do yeah could stick it in the room for sure or Test up your asshole out. it's good um <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got a nice lead on it for you to be able to retrieve it from <laughs> set any um holes that are big enough for about a one millimeter diameter <laughs> um yeah so whatever Sweet. Cool. What else you bought this week? So making beer and buying mics. Uh man, I made fixing this beer amps in summer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I put my Mesa boogie in for repair a month ago. Finally got that back on Friday, and goddamn, it is <laughs> it's like the one of the best amps I've ever bought for sure. Mm-hmm. Love it, absolutely love it. And I used that with the load box, which was one of the things I bought. When I sold, what did I sell? You know, I sold all that shit on eBay recently. Yep. Um, so yeah, I bought the load box and I'm back to how we recorded Forged in Flame, like through essentially the Mesa into a load box and using cabinet impulse responses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, having gone on this kind of wide um, reaching fucking experimental journey of guitar tone, I've found that, yeah, this suits me best in a home apartment studio environment. Yep. The other interesting thing was I was doing all this reading about amps in general and when I found out what was wrong with my amp, it was like tubes and biasing and bullshit. I, I grabbed the PV that I bought off here and on Sunday night, like late Sunday night, just sort of, I was like, why don't I just try this? It's some people, because the PV has four power amp tubes and it's dual sided, it's an AB power supply. If you remove two outer or the two inner power tubes it actually cuts it in half to 60 watts instead of 120 and runs apparently perfectly normal so i thought okay maybe it's just fucking tube thing the whole time and i had a look at it and there's like mismatched tubes in there not mismatched like star wise but just different brands of tubes so i was like okay well do you remember why that is yes because when the amp fucked up we grabbed the tubes out of my mesa just to see if it would fix it but problem persisted right yeah anyway so I took out two of the tubes and just left the Mesa ones in um, one other side and I turned it on and, you know, it was working before, like the power was working. So I plugged in a guitar and it sort of worked, which was interesting. And I thought, oh, that's, that's cool. Maybe it was just broken tubes. I don't know. But one thing I did notice straight away um, is that as soon as I turned up the post gain on the red distortion channel, 
it like turned up and then volume dipped, which was kind of the problem we were having, right? Yeah. Ages ago. But no yep. hissing, the no oh. hissing or anything. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this is interesting. Anyway, packed it up Monday night. I came back, cumed back and tried a few other things. Switched it to the green channel, which is the crunch channel. And it was like night and day. It was like a fucking balls to the wall, super distortion amp. And then switched it back to the lead. And yeah, it was like, it was definitely distortion and stuff, but it just didn't have the aggression of the Mesa for a start. Yeah. And it just, yeah, didn't even stand up and still doesn't to the crunch channel. So maybe, I reckon, maybe that red channel's fucked. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. And it could, I don't know, it could just be something like a volume pot because I turned it up and it worked and then it just cut down. Mm-hmm. And recently my SD1 boss pedal did the same thing. I turned up the gain and it lost gain and then I jiggled it and it just went up again. Maybe worth taking it apart. <sighs> don't know, man. I'm scared Splitting to... Splitting it open. Yeah, scared to pull amps apart because of the high voltages in there. Yeah, of course. But also scared to put them in for repair because the mess cost me 300 bucks. So I'm worried that if I put it well, in, they go... Well, last time I got that thing serviced, I think it was about the same, if not more. Yeah. Um, but boy, did it make a difference. Mm. Don't know what, what the guy did, but bloody hell. Had the similar feeling to what you've got with your messer right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, for the time being, I'm just going to keep... I'm waiting for it to fuck up on me, basically. I'm going to keep messing around with this green channel and I've actually dialed in pretty cool tone with it. Like, have you ever done that? Use that crunch channel for just like heavy distortion? I don't think I ever used it to be honest. Man, it's Which is probably why it's still in good condition. Probably, yeah. So anyway, it sounds fucking awesome. Anyway, one day I'll fix it up, but I think in the short term I'm going to just muck around with that green channel until I get money. It was a floor model when I originally bought it. Um... Not that that really means anything, but it's it was had what? quite a life. Oh, a floor, floor model. Floor model. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool, man. Sick. Um, yeah, the funny thing is, because I got that clip-on tuner that I talked about in the last episode, and I tuned up my guitar. Also, you know, like set up my bass and restrung a couple of my guitars. And uh, yeah, tuned up. It's all good. Started tracking and noticed, fuck, the bass is completely out of tune. And so... I'd been using a software tuner until that point and it was completely fucking knackered. So That's pretty brutal. much, yeah, got to track everything again, but it's, it's actually cool. You laugh, you laugh and you're like, that's fucking <laughs> shit. But two things, one, they're not the hardest songs in the world to play. And two, it's great to actually be tr- forcing me to track through the amps rather than reamping. Like, is it, I don't know. I think responsively it's much better and, yeah, now that I've set up the bass again, I actually took out a fret buzz that was happening before that caused me to punch in a few times and now it's not there. So, yeah, yeah. long-winded but fucking worth it, I reckon. When's it going to happen? Well, I've been just doing it. Oh, okay. So, doing it now. Sick. Yeah. Podgy, podging gets in the way. Uh, a little bit. I've Yeah, there's a few like... Um, one of the songs is easy. One of them is more difficult. Mm-hmm. So I haven't played that song in fucking six months. So I'm yep. still getting chops up for that. Um, and yeah, it's it's good because at the same time I'm playing through the Mesa and just sort of really dialing in a specific tone. So mm-hmm. yeah, pretty cool. Sick. I had a pretty good jam by myself Saturday morning. 
Oh yeah. Um, yeah, played all the songs a few times over. Get any of them right? Little bits that I was shit. Uh, more right than I have previously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, made sure I still did it. It was pretty good. Cranked the fuck out of the guitar because I, you know, we would have been making noise anyway. So what the hell? Yeah. That was how, pretty good. How's um, like how's your confidence going into recording and stuff going? Like, how far off do you think you would be to start tracking? I don't know. Immediately. Cool. So, second question: Are you happy for me to just run you through the basics on Saturday, and you can start tracking DIs? Absolutely, as long cool. as you're happy to do that. Oh well, I'll just tell yeah. you how to do it. We'll jam. I'll run you through it, and you can just spend the next however long it takes you. Cool. Should be done in probably 28 minutes. I think all the songs go for. <laughs> yeah, I know. With the amount you've been <laughs> oh, cranking out work lately, fuck. Yeah, a few uh, double track though, and whatever else, figuring out harmonies yeah. and shit. Um, and I've still got a few songs to tab as well, uh, guitar pro wise. Yeah. Um, but I can sort of do that at the same time as tracking, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Two birds stoned at once. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that, man. And what I think is would be a cool full circle, like I sort of mentioned earlier in the week, that would be pretty awesome if like your left channel was your current EVH Mm. like at full full steam and the right channel was like this green channel that i've been experimenting with i think you'd be surprised man it's cleaner it's yeah. not as it's nowhere near as high gain it's pretty mid-rangey but i think it cuts through good and in my experiments the Mesa, i've actually had it probably too much gain for my liking but just as a test running it with the this green channel a bit cleaner on the other side it just i don't know it gives it something really interesting man but mm-hmm. I think you dig experimenting with it. Cool, man. So, well, I mean, I do like Skin Lab, so I dare say I'll like anything. <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of a listen to that. That made me not good, slightly eh? sick. Uh, yeah, not good, but I see where you're cuming from with the tone. Like it's has its moments. Yeah. I don't know. It's very Machine Head. Like I may as well just listen to Machine Head, eh? Well, I don't know. Yeah, a bit of like More Things Change, Machine Head, some of the faster songs. I mean, tone-wise. Time-wise, oh, I don't know. No, I think Skin Lab's probably a bit heavier. You reckon? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Whatever. I don't know. Fucking um, yeah. crazy. C- compared to my album of the week at the moment, which is probably going to be Slim Dusty, because I've been listening to a fair bit of that yesterday. Out of All nowhere. right. Let's get into that <laughs> right now. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, just Spotify playlist of Slim Dusty, so no album in particular. Fucking hell. I just started singing it, Sophie, I want to have a beer with Duncan and changing the words to Sophie, giving her the shits a lot. And she hadn't actually heard it before. She, I don't know where she's been living. But um, but anyway, I was just enjoying that and just let the um, playlist go. Mm. I was listening to Al for hours of it. Um, he's got like Slim 100 Dusty. albums or something. Yeah. Didn't all, all of them essentially, <laughs> they essentially had the same chord progressions and <laughs> strumming patterns throughout 100 albums worth. No, okay. I quite like that shit. And funnily enough, I reckon it sounds a bit like, you know, you've got the Kevin Bloody Wilson um, influence heard in there. Not lyric-wise, obviously, but about yeah. Australia and shit. I don't know, it may have been really trashed at the time. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to anything that weird in the last week. No way. Mm. Is that literally your main spin? Well, I think spin? the idea of Album of the Week is whatever you've listened to the most okay. this week. And that's definitely it. Really? Wow. 
as well as uh, a bit of Enslaved and Soul's Fear because we'll probably see them tomorrow night. So I just wanted to... I was listening to the latest Enslaved, actually, which I hadn't heard that yet. And from first impressions, kind of weird. Yeah. As heavy as... Not as um, black metal as the last one. But mm. uh, honestly, one listen, barely listening. Yeah, I think I will go tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Off that piss? Uh, I won't be getting drunk. Oh, it's mainly just like trying to save coin. Same. If I'm drinking, that means I have to get an Uber as well. So, and yeah. that's immediately an expensive night. Yeah. So I'll uh, drive and not drink. Yeah. Like a casual beer at a pub's fine. Um, mm. But unless I'm going all out to have a fucking night out, I just, I don't know, man. Perth prices, hey, ridiculous. Yeah. Unless you're getting um, $6 export cans. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of hornography, it was pretty fucking successful night. First launch night. Pretty fucking good. Heaps of cunts there. More Man. than above capacity. But before Some, it was somehow. at capacity, it was off the charts. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, they actually opened doors early as well because there was people hanging out the front crazy. waiting to get in. So open the doors, yeah, early. And um, yeah, it must, it must have sold out about halfway through the night. But I think people were sort of coming and going, um, which is kind of cool that they would like check the, the capacity off as people would leave and then check someone back in sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't realize that would quite happen. So that was really cool. But yeah, six bucks entry and cheap piss and stuff and lots of bands. Well, three bands, not not many bands, lots of stuff. So I don't know. And um, yeah, I guess we like just did like really only like one big Facebook post with a bit of pimping and, you know, a few other things. And I think just like the angling of the whole thing is like tugging on people's heartstrings a bit like... There's a lot of metal people out there in Perth and then just, I don't know, something like this with that sort of angle just gets them all interested in it and sharing it the fuck around and, yeah, I don't know. So, way better than I was expecting anyway, for sure. Yeah, and even though the lineup, I reckon, was pretty, like, it was full-on diverse, like, from sort of very modern to very thrashy and old school to back to, like, a, you know, Sansu being, yeah, I guess modern as well, but in the vein of... Morbid Angel and Gojira and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I think it covered like a pretty wide gamut of fans and being that there are a lot of new faces there, I think there would have probably been something for everyone in the crowd, you know? I don't know. I mean, one of the ideas is to just have people there every month regardless of the lineup and yeah. sort of have bands there getting to play in front of big crowds and they wouldn't normally um, and that sort of thing, but... Yeah, diversity, I don't know. I, I always like that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, that's all really. And to see what happens again next month. Heavy metal swap meet, are you going to bring some music shit to sell? Fuck, dude, I probably should. <laughs> if I don't get it all on eBay. I had such a blast on eBay um, a couple of weeks ago that the next load of shit I'll probably put on eBay again. But if I don't, yeah. man, I did just give away like 300 CDs to Tim a couple of months ago. Probably should have yep. saved it for the swap, mate. <laughs> um, is it... How many bands confirmed? Uh, we'll have three. Two confirmed. One, we've got a bit of an idea yeah. that we're hoping a band will pull off and also do for us. Mm-hmm. Um, bit of a theme sort of thing. So, yeah, it'd just be similar to last time. Bit of MC work going on to vary it up a bit. How yeah, the just fuck have... logistically are you going to get a swap meet going with if that many people <laughs> rock up? Seriously. Well, we'll only we'll, we'll, people will have to pre-register. 
yep. which I'll probably organize behind the scenes. So they'll have to like email or do a form or something like that. I haven't decided mm-hmm. yet. Um, and then once we get to 20, I'd say cap it there. Uh, if we get that much interest and if we do then maybe see if we can boost it a bit so it'd be like 20 people that can have a small sort of coffee table size table yeah uh to, and at, so you can only bring as much shit that will fit on there you know at at um, the merch stand yep yep so yep. that back area sort of around there and maybe a bit to the side uh and then other people can just walk around with like you know backpacks of shit cds and stuff and you can just walk around the stalls and trade or um sell or just chat about your stuff or whatever um and you know if people want to share their table throughout the night you know someone can have it for a couple hours and someone can swap over in a couple hours i don't know thing is man i just got so many bizarre fucking ideas like that that i would never get to use them like for my own gigs or anything i don't know it's nice to do it without having to also play a gig and just fully focus on a fucking whack idea (laughs) So we'll see what happens. It might be a complete fucking mess, but either way, what's the worst can happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, very interesting. Very cool. I like it. And um, yeah, it's funny because I, I was thinking of saying to you like, you know, congrats on such a great night and blah, blah, blah. Probably the most successful thing you and Dyson have ever. And then I stopped myself <laughs> like, oh, hang on a minute. I forgot when, you know, we've had fucking numerous things that you guys have put on and totally nailed so yeah just another one on the fucking belt really yeah kind of i don't know like it's just a bit of fun really and getting to muck i can i get to make another website which i kind of enjoy got i don't know we can just get like photographer and dj and stuff like that that we can actually pay and things so like we get all the photos we've got 150 photos in from the weekend already and so i just put them all up on the website as a gallery and then share like 20 of them on facebook that cunts tag their friends in and share them around and stuff uh so i don't know i like playing around with all those web online sort of shit anyway so it's a good excuse to do that um, through banzoogle right yeah yeah because uh, i do you think that i possibly have you, you will be able to access, access. it yeah it was just <laughs> really that was cool. something i wanted to try as well was see what happens if you have two websites and you can um yeah you can link them so that you can just switch between sites but i didn't actually factor in that i do have conniving bandmates that may get on there and mm. change the biography of pornography that cabba likes to suck his own cock <laughs> you said it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, no nah, yeah. I, I promise i won't do that i'd love to I, <laughs> and if, if listeners have any ideas of how to fuck with cabba please let me know <laughs> www.hornography-birth.com yeah. i've got access to all of the particulars <laughs> but yeah pretty cool checking it out now about yeah. I, I probably won't get a mention in the about i'm sure but anyway <laughs> oh you two cockheads and oh, by I, the way yeah. i put that podcast out from the last podcast and I listened oh, to yeah, it yeah. Monday morning I, I and you're like, I can't wait to wear my Point Breakdown shirt down there. Oh, and yeah, you did. that's right. You did. I did wear it, yeah. I did. I wanted to wear my favourite ever local shirt and that would be it. Yeah. Um, and also a good, good chance to cross-promote band tools a little bit. You may have noticed if you click on the photos tab where we had uh, 45 visits yesterday and every one of them would have seen band tools plastered at the top. Oh, yeah, of course. Your picture of your midsection there. Pretty funny. Um, I did have a stall set up there as well that I didn't stand behind for, I don't think, even one minute of the entire night. Um, so I'll try that again next time. Yeah, and it was cool, man. Yeah, we've got that Spotify playlist thing that Stu started doing for us. 
all the songs that he played. So we'll see if we can keep that going. One um, funny moment from the night was uh, just before Psychonauts started playing and Stu was on stage doing the DJing and I sort of waved to him and he started deep-throating his stubby and then I think it hit the back of his throat and he almost oh. like, like, you know, he gagged or whatever. It was pretty funny. <laughs> he loves doing those sorts of uh, cock-sucking movements. He? Yeah, he's into it, eh? <laughs> but yeah, man, I think uh, I think it was quite a successful night and I think you should continue to do it. Thanks, um, man. Because if I said you should stop, I know you would immediately. Yeah. Loyalty cards. What the fuck is that, eh? I know, I've got one sitting on Ran the Ran out of them. You have to order more all of a sudden. Really? Um, yeah, really. So, anyway, extra thing I have to deal with now also. Fun, but fuck. A lot of stuff going on. Keeping real busy. Yeah, man. It was off the charts, hey? Um, and speaking of band tools, not to cross-promote, but I'm about to. Mm. When I caught up on the last couple of episodes, two things I noticed. One, the Reverb Nation Why? one. Best episode you've ever done <laughs> because you yeah. finally said, you know, roundabout way, basically, you know, be wary, look into it because there are everything that this site offers you can pretty much do by yourself or do on another site in a better way. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty interesting. And then the, the next one was your interview with Maddie Icon from Bane of Asilda. And that was awesome. I thought the Reverb Nation one was the best, but then I really enjoyed that interview with Maddie. Awesome. Dog shit audio, of course, <laughs> but I think you pulled it off and also achieved <laughs> your goal. Like, honestly, I didn't, as a listener, I didn't even yep. notice after the first one second of it. Didn't yeah, I haven't done any of those interviews in a while. And the last time I did them, I found the best way for me to do it was to actually have the Skype audio coming out of my laptop built-in speaker yeah and so i was recording myself with the microphone and then recording the um the audio from skype out of the laptop through the actual laptop speaker just recording itself and it actually worked really well and Mm. i went to do it again this time and i was just fiddling around i was rushing a bit and i just fucked it up so the audio was coming out of the laptop but it was recording into my microphone that i was talking into so it was just like so insanely quiet yeah. So yep. I'm just looking for all different ways of boosting it. And then it's through the same microphone that I'm talking into directly a yep. centimeter away from the microphone. Um, so it was pretty hard. But you got me onto Levelator. Levelator. Yeah. And that worked pretty much exactly what I needed. Um, and, you know, you if you're ever going to polish a turd, that's what I did. Yeah, I think it worked pretty well, man. Um, mm. The only way you could do it better would be to like manually fucking like enhance so to speak each section that he's talking and that would take fucking ages i did start doing that actually um yeah but yeah anyway it was fine yeah no i think it worked well but possible, yeah possible but it was, yeah it was cool to chat to him um i have yeah quite a lot of conversations like that with people just on messenger and stuff um so yeah good to do it in actual in person and hopefully some people can get takeaways from it i guess or if nonetheless uh, if nothing else just I don't know, an insight into what people are up to out there. Struggles and tips. The Reverb Nation one, yeah, I thought that was surprisingly good as well. Just, I guess when I started out, it was just like talking about all my favorite tools. Mm. Whereas now I'm starting to run out of ideas. I start doing ones that I don't really think are that good. So it could, yeah, develop into more of that sort of thing. 
exposing shit tools as well. Well, not not that they're shit tools, but just you know, a bit of reality check. Yeah, for some sure. Some people who think they need to be on every single platform ever. It's not necessarily all the time. And I was going to do one maybe on SoundCloud next episode, which is something mm-hmm. I don't really have ever used. But I've been talking to someone in the hip hop scene at the moment, and also techno and stuff, and like they use SoundCloud heaps for mm-hmm. those sorts of genres. Um, whereas metal, fuck all really. You yeah. go to Bandcamp, you know. But um, but yeah, those sorts of ones where they don't really have like albums or anything as such. They're just releasing music and shit. Yeah. Um, and when everyone in your genre is using a certain platform, it's just the place to go. And you can make playlists and share shit around and stuff on there as well. Leave comments on certain parts of a song. Yeah. Um, but not something that I've used, you know. So it'd be sort of, don't know. Yeah, <laughs> don't really know how I'm going to angle that. I might even have a fucking SoundCloud account. I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't really use it much. But I have well, found that a lot of the like, you know, looking at pickups, for example, and then they have a test tone or something and they'll link you to yep. SoundCloud. Or um, recently, a friend of mine who was actually at Hornography sent me a link to some music he'd done and yet unreleased. But because it has, is actually pretty fucking hard to find people on SoundCloud, I find... Um, yeah, he sent me this link to just a public SoundCloud account with his whole bloody album on there. Wow. Just, you know, check, checked it out and, you know, a lot of people, I think even Al might have posted some uh, sound clips of his mics up there as well. So, you know, a lot of people yeah. still use it despite it going out of business. Thanks, well, we've Chris from America. A, um, <laughs> we've actually got a Claim the Throne SoundCloud, which I haven't updated in many years. Yeah. But I think it's got a few old demos and stuff on there. The ones oh, yeah. that are better than their album versions. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. And yeah, so I think might, that might be a cool way of doing it where you just put weird shit on there that, you know, only the diehardest fans can go and check out out of curiosity. Just hear like early versions of shit or no, 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 stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And only the Brave Return. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of those things, interestingly enough, the demo artist thing, you know? Yep. Um, I have the same thing with these two fucking songs I'm recording at the moment where I love the demos. I really love them. And I think I nailed, you know, part, part of it is just the excitement. Are you showing me Pickle's fucking face? Yeah. The excitement of writing a song and having it cumed together and all this business and some of the cool tones and blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, when you do something like plug in a mess of boogie and dial it up pretty decently makes the fucking demo sound like a pile of fucking utter horseshit. <laughs> the real thing that you miss is just some of the, I guess some of the feel and some yep. of the moments. So yeah, that's one thing I've been focusing on with this. Like I don't want to just re-record the demo better. I want to just kind of like tweak it and make it so I can't go back to that demo. Like I, yeah. I'm always pushing forward. And yeah, I think the history of... Uh, claim the throne recently when we've been doing our own recording is just basically doing a demo loving it and then just doing a shitty version of that um in our home recording manner so yeah whatever sometimes you just get well i would get like attached to i don't know because you get the demo and you're listening to it over and over and over getting used to the song you're just getting used to all these little beer weird fucking willy weights that you have in the demo that kind of grow on you and yeah, it's not about the production for sure. It's about, I don't know, just whatever the feel and the emotion, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, don't know. Just it's funny to listen back to. That's all. And sometimes you go, oh, that's right. That's what I was supposed to fucking do in the real recording. Forgot about that. But you know, <laughs> we were talking about Smashing Pumpkins a couple of weeks ago, and when I learned guitar, I learned by ear and tab, right? So like, I'd get a tab and I'd go, well, that you know, technically, I'm playing it to the tab, but it doesn't quite sound right. And you listen to someone like Billy Corgan and there's all this willy weeding all over the place. And so I would try and copy the willy weeding. So now I think when I'm doing my demoing, if I do something cool on there, I will not fucking track it until I know I can get that particular element correct. Mm. And I just, I literally will not stop recording it until I do it. So I might do a fucking part like a hundred times, not like a, not like punching in every note or something dumb like that, but I'll just make sure I can play through the song and nail those bits. And if I can't, yep. then I feel I'm not ready to record. It's like a sure. litmus test for whether I'm ready to go or not. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Might be helpful when you're doing your Harvest Trail stuff. If there's anything you did on the demo that's like pretty cool, um, yeah, make sure you can fucking do it in amongst all the things you have to pull off as well, like the normal riffs. Yeah, I mean, those ones I've just sort of, I reckon they'll be a bit different in that I've just honestly just done one take and fucking left it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to spend a little bit more time making the demos better, but yeah, this time I've, I've got a lot of shit hidden in there, well, not even hidden, but things that it's made a demo, but I'll still need to figure out what the riff should actually be rather than just a whole bunch of noise crammed in and also placed in an area. Um, yeah, I'd like. I think maybe when we sit down this weekend, I might bring some demos and just sort of show you what I mean, because it would be handy, handy for you to go through and just like I don't know, just tweak the slightest things here and there. You know, like what we were saying the other day, like displacing the first beat of your solo. Like if you just mm. push, if you just push that back just half a fucking beat, it sounds like a whole new part. And something yep. like Cab has never done it before, but it literally is the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but just slightly played off. I don't know, little shit like that. I think that's the real key. <laughs> You're struggling with that dog, eh? Fucking hell! Every night they're like, "If Sophie's <laughs> out, I'm home by myself." She will not fuck off, eh? Yeah. Just like follows me around, fucking prods at me, and fucking yeah. like I've just taken her out for a walk in the rain for an hour, and still, it ain't enough. What a beautiful, loyal companion, hey? Oh, little cunt. <laughs> um, on a complete change of subject. Yeah, thank do you, you. Do you. Do you know any other artists? I'm thinking like Devin Townsend or Bruce Dickinson, mm-hmm. who are like an artist with a variety of projects. Not like someone with a side project, but like just someone who does heaps of different things. Hmm... Yeah, fucking, I'm sure there are heaps. I would hate for the first person in three seconds I think of to be Adam D from Killswitch Engage. <laughs> really? But yeah, What's like he do? him. Oh, well, he what? did that album with Corpse Grinder. Uh, you know, that's, I don't even know what it's called. Fuck. Um, but it, it's not bad, yeah. It's pretty much the heaviest Killswitch riffs just with Corpse Grinder on it. That's right, that's right. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, he... I mean, what projects does... Like Devon projects, he does a lot, but he sort of focuses on one at a time. So it's kind of like he just decides that this thing is this and then moves on. It's not like he's permanently doing Strapping Young Lad and permanently doing Devon Townsend Project and Devon Townsend Band. It's all just like 
where he's at at that stage in life, I think. The reason I ask, I'm trying to give some advice about how to have a website for a hip-hop artist who has a variety of different, like, alias sort of things. Yep. Um, and wants to have it all on one website. So I'm looking into, like, Devin Townsend's and stuff who have, you know, yeah. Dev- heavydevy.com. Yeah. And it, like, sort of encompasses all the shit that he does. Certainly um, not my idea, but because it sounds like Devin's done it, but remember we were talking ages ago and, like, yeah, I'll write two songs that sound this way and I'll write two more songs that sound completely different. But, yep. you know, it's essentially just me doing it. Yeah, I absolutely. don't want to have a band name. So I'd rather have some, maybe some overarching, yeah, like a Heavy Debbie or AshesSmallCock.com. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> almost like a record label that doesn't function like a record label, just is yeah, a, a yeah. place to go. I was amazed how many like underground DIY, like, yeah, hip hop and fucking techno and shit do that style of thing yeah, and okay. surprising that it doesn't happen as much in metal but I think maybe it does like real underground like metal and shit all the stuff that Ned listens to I should ask him yeah <laughs> yeah I, um, yeah. I mean I always thought that was a cool idea for you to do for sure yeah great idea yeah I just you know have to actually finish recording songs and put them out before mm. I think about actually websites yeah, yeah. I, I would just tell them that fucking Get a band camp. Because you know how like Relapse Records or something might have a band camp and then you'll link to their artists on there. I would just treat it like that. And so then you yeah. can, you know, because the idea, it's it's very weird. Like the idea of an album is so constraining, right? Because yeah, imagine if you only like um, the primordial genre just for the song Stolen Years and you write a song like that and then you're like, okay, so do I put it out? Do you be the most versatile artist ever or do you just, yeah, Write put it all under? songs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, mm. so, I don't know. It's tough, man. I would yeah, say I'm just put now it in one location. Yeah, like a record label style thing. I like yeah. you know, relapserecords.com and in the bio, instead of being, we are relapse records, just be like, I am this person and here's all the shit that I do. Yeah. Yeah, like either do it like that or just anonymously, like this is it and you just link to all these artists. You know, yeah, mm. yeah, cool. That's what I'd say. Eh, uh, yeah. Did you uh, give an album of the week? I did not. I'll give two albums of the week. One recommended by you, Marvel Congregation, quite oh, easily. Yeah. Incubus of Karma, I think it's called. Quite easily, the most listened to album of my last week is his fucking awesome, like yeah. really fucking awesome. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, and it took. It didn't take a while. The songs take a fucking while. But um, yeah, at certain points, I just realized I was listening to it just thinking fucking hell and sort of stopping whatever I was doing just to like rewind and just listen to these sections. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. The standout is the dumbest named the last one. last track, eh? Yeah. Fuck, yeah, what's it good. called? Uh, picture of the devouring gloom, devouring the spheres of being. The funny thing about Mournful Congregation is when you said that they've got a new one out and also a new album, I thought, oh, there's only one or two albums on Apple Music, but they've since put their first album out yep. on there. So I th- think it's probably like good to check every now and again if there's old artists, like I immediately searched Test Eagles just to see if they've finally put out non-comprehendus on streaming. Um, yep. Every now and again, just when people, especially old school artists, click on to the idea that they might be getting royalties or something, 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. The other thing was in my email the other day I got, recently I had Convulsing as an album of the week, mm-hmm. which was actually the last episode. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't got that yet. I have been meaning to. Well, it's lucky because they have a new album out. He has a new album out. Unknown yep. genre, uh, 2018, Convulsing mm-hmm. Grievous. So I got that and had a fair bit of a listen. It's a fair bit more tech. Like the riffs are less just straight up like uh, death metal-y. It's like quite techy riffing and pretty fucking interesting, man. It's, a, I yeah. think, a bit more of a grower. The other one sort of hit me straight away. A this shower. one, yeah, is a bit more of a shower. So yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Sick. All right. Mm. Shall we? Yep. What song do we play? Hmm, I don't really know. Mournful Congregation, anything that's less than 40 minutes. Jesus Christ. Um, the shortest song is Incubus of Karma, which is five minutes or the intro. Uh, there's a couple of them that are actually just like sounds before yeah. the next song starts. Just yeah. go with the sick last song. Screw it. Yeah, but then I have to fucking upload the prick. Oh, don't do that. Song. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Maybe uh, since the new convulsing, convulsing is out, let's do that. Done. go check out the new convulsing. And the guy's given it away for free. Actually, you will like this for a band tool thing. Yeah, he sent an email. Thanks for every prick who fucking got the new album response. It's been great. And thanks to the three hundred or so people who financially wow. gave money to stuff. So he's at least made. $300, I would assume. That's awesome. That. Man, even just getting cool. 300 free downloads is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So That's a lot of interest. Yeah, I would definitely check that out. They do have the $0 or name your price thing. Yeah. I'm not sure why if that's a ploy. I think it's he's probably just doesn't give a fuck. And Man, I like that. And I actually recommend similar things to people as well. Um, mm. He also has covers on both albums. So that's a okay. way around of being ah, able to sell course, an album with a cover on it without royalty stuff. So might Clever. explain something. But yeah, anyway, so go and name a price. Mm. If you like yep. it, give him a buck, hey. Just fucking yeah, do right. it. Well, that's that's the thing. He'll, he'll think that people will go to buy it because it's free and then they'll go, oh, that's pretty nice of him. I'll give him a buck. Yeah. And the option to add me to the mailing list for convulsing as I'm ordering it. Oh, yeah, cool. Dig it, man. All right, I'll figure out a song Pretty to cool. chuck the prick on off the last one, which is called Arata. I don't know what I'll pick just yet. Is that the latest one? No, that's the earlier one. The new one's yeah. called Grievous. Yeah. Real fucking brooding. And yeah, like when you're listening to it, you especially, just think about it. He's recorded this in a fucking apartment bedroom, share yeah. house. So think about your new Thrush album when you're fucking <laughs> having a listen. Done. Cool, man. All right. right. Talk soon. Catch ya. (laughs) 